1: Father, we worship you today. We thank you for every gift that you have given us. Father, we thank you for our families. We thank you for the roofs over our head, for the clothes on our backs. Father, we thank you for the cars that we drive Father, we thank you for the shoes on our feet. Father, this Christmas season, may we remember how privileged we really are. May we remember how blessed we really are. And Father, I ask that you just bring to our remembrance on Christmas morning before we get wrapped up in too many pieces of wrapping paper that we would take a moment to come and adore you. Father, let it be our heart's cry this Christmas season to come and adore you. And Father, this message this morning, I ask that you will just pierce our hearts. Father, I ask that we will not leave here the same but changed and transformed because of your word and your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, if you want to turn with me to John chapter 1, we're gonna look at John chapter 1, and then we're gonna look at a couple verses there. I'm gonna to go to Matthew chapter 1. And the title of this message is, O come, let us adore him. I know we've been in an identity series. And we're going to wrap up that Identity Series next Sunday. But I really felt that we just need to take a pause this Sunday as we're right in the midst of this Christmas season. And I have this message that the Lord gave me. And it's just called, O come, let us adore Him. O come, let us adore Him. You read from John 1. I'm going to start in verse 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word. Thank you, Lord. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life. Church, listen, to this is talking about Jesus here. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And jump down to verse 14. It says, And the Word became flesh. (laughs) And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ came to this earth for you and for me. Full of grace and truth. Because how many of you know, trying and striving on our own just doesn't do it. But Jesus. But Jesus. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 1. Verse 21. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. It says this, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. The word in flesh. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Oh, come, let us adore him. He has come to save his people, to save you, to save me from our sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets. You know how many... How many prophecies were made about Jesus? There are so many. And the probability that one person would fulfill them all is astronomical. It's off the chart. It's actually, it's really miraculous. It's a miracle because of the impossibility of it. But that's Christmas Eve's message. You can come back and listen to that then. Okay? Saying, verse 20, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated god with us and so we used to live uh we used to live in the mobile home park in gerard and each year and i don't know if it's up there again but they have this beautiful nativity scene that's up at the at the water park there is it still there and we would drive past that we would walk past it we would go past it and it just was so it, it just caught my eye never have something that just catches your eye And I would walk past it, and I would see this nativity scene, and I would just be reminded over and over and over about the birth of Christ. And it really got my attention. And I don't know what it is about babies. (laughs) I like babies. If you haven't noticed, I like babies. But I'll tell you what, babies get our attention. Do they not? I mean, you put a baby in this service, there are not many people looking or listening to me. They're looking at that. Ooh, look at that baby. Ooh, look at that baby. And so I was at my daughter's ballet studio, and they're prepping for Nutcracker, and some of them are in a performance this afternoon. And there was this huge, the huge studio. It's not huge, but it's pretty big. There's this big studio, and there's all these people in there. There's young kids, there's adults, there's the teachers, there's ballet dancers, there's all these people. And I walk by the door. Now, granted, the door is just like a doorway, a small doorway. And as I walk past the door, I just look in for a second oh my gosh, there's a baby in there. Immediately, I saw the baby. And I, this is what I did. I walked past the door and I, I took a couple steps back and I just looked in there. And I said, oh, look at that baby. There's a hundred people in this studio. There are girls dancing and jumping and spinning and turning. There's music playing. But I could do nothing but focus on that baby. And the Lord just spoke to me and says, this is why he came as a baby. Oh, come, let us adore him. And the best representation I have of being able to adore something in this world is when, at least for me personally, when I look at a baby. You know, when we look at a baby, we make a bunch of funny faces. Right? You all know this is true. Oh, looky, 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 looky. And you start making these funny noises You start doing really strange and weird things. I'll tell you what, when we come into the presence of God, when we begin to truly adore Jesus, we absolutely lose all inhibition, worried about what people think, what people say. We begin to shout. We fall down on our face, and we say we are going to come and adore this King of Kings, this Lord of Lords. And I'm just like, man, the power of a baby. They can't do anything for themselves. They are completely dependent on others. But God said, you know what? He could have made Jesus out of, I mean, he made Adam out of the, out of the clay, out of the earth, out of the dust. Adam didn't come as a baby because what was he going to do? He wouldn't have been able to survive, right? But he brought Jesus as a baby so that we could be reminded over and over and over and over to come and adore him and what he's done. And so I said, Lord, what does it mean to adore? What does it mean? So it means to put your focus on something. To truly put your focus on something. And you see, when I walked into that studio and I was looking at that baby, everything else began to disappear. You understand? I don't know. I mean, I had three of my own daughters in the studio. I didn't even know where they were. I wasn't looking at them. They could have been spinning and doing a triple, quadruple Sub pirouette. I almost said plie, but you can't do a triple plie because that's weird. That's not even a turn. Okay, I'm getting my ballet knowledge up to speed here because my girls are doing this. But there was all this stuff going on, but there was just this baby. And it was all I could focus on. You know, Christmas is here, it's coming. We're gonna open up a lot of gifts. And maybe you're gonna try to adore some of your gifts, but I'll tell you what, you cannot adore those gifts. As much as we can go, adore him, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so I don't want to mess with your Christmas and every present you open up, but I want you to be reminded that every gift you open up, every present that you open up, take a moment, take five seconds, take ten seconds, take just a split second and say, I come and adore you today. Thank you for being born. Thank you for sacrificing Thank you for coming to this world and saving us, saving me from my sins. I mean, you, it might be tough when you get the iPhone 11, Max Pro, right? I mean, you're going to be like, this is the best phone I've ever seen in my life. Even when you're looking at that phone, be reminded to come and adore him, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. See, babies catch our attention when it comes to Jesus' adoration, this adoring, this adoration must be more than just looking at a new baby. There must be a posture of reverence toward the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. A posture of reverence. What does it mean to have reverence towards God? This is my definition of reverence. Okay, I did not look this up on Google. I did not come up with this uh, uh, in anywhere else. I didn't see it anywhere else. This is just what I had as my own definition. Now, we grew up in a church. Uh, the first 20 years of our life, the second 20 years of our life we've been here, first 20 years of our life we grew up in a church, and he would always have these handy-dandy definitions that he would give the church congregation. This is my first Pijas. Pijas Handy-dandy definition. This is the first one I'm coming up with. It may not even be that good. You may want to write it down. You may not want to write it down. But this is my first definition. You guys ready for this? This is my definition of reverence towards God. To hold something in such high esteem that you cannot help but to feel the weight of its presence. I'll Say it again. Hey, amen. To hold something... To hold something. Notice the posture of my hands. Notice the posture that I'm in. To hold something with such high esteem that I cannot help but feel the weight of its presence, of reverence towards God. And to be honest, if you truly are revering God, you can no longer stand in that presence. If you look at the Bible time and time again, when someone encountered God or God's face or God's, they were on the ground. On the ground. Reverence towards God. It is so weighty. It is so heavy. When we come to adore him, with that reverence, we cannot help but to fall down. I said, Lord, show me this in the scriptures. Matthew 2, verse 9. I'm going to read, actually, I said Ma- uh, later Matthew 1. It's Matthew 2, verse 9. It's the story of the wise men. And within this story, I believe God reveals to us and shows us exactly what it means to adore, exactly what it means to have reverence towards Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It says, when they heard the king, they departed, And behold, I'm starting in verse 9, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. We said the word this morning was joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So I said, Okay, Lord, what can we learn about reverence towards God by looking at what the wise men did? Let's look at the progression. The very first thing that happened is God gave a sign. God gave a sign. You know what, church? God gets our attention. And He got our attention by sending a baby whose name was Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. He gave us a sign. He gave these wise men a sign, a star, getting our attention. Church, God is trying to get your attention this holiday season. He is trying to get your attention. How do I know? Because he told me he is. Miracles, blessings, All the things God is doing in our presence, they are a sign to show who he is. They are a sign unto us as much as the baby was a sign unto us. Tests, trials, they're a sign. They're showing us. God's walking us through these things. And each and every one of these signs he's giving us is leading us to Jesus. (laughs) Yes, the test is leading us to Jesus. Yes, the miracle is leading us to Jesus. Yes, the blessing unexpectedly is leading us to Jesus. Yes, that thing that we had to encounter at our work is leading us to Jesus. Yes, the Christmas bonus that wasn't what we thought it was is leading us to Jesus. And the Christmas bonus that was more than we thought it was is leading us to Jesus. God gave a sign pointing to Jesus. Pointing to this baby. God was saying, oh come, oh come. The next thing we see is that the wise men, they went looking. They went looking. Church, I encourage you to get looking. Look around, see Jesus in every part of your life. If you don't see him there, look deeper because he is there. And he is working. The word for our church is God is working. Which means he's working in every area of your life. Even when you don't see it, he's working. Even when you don't feel it, he's working. He is working in your life. He is working in your finances. The wise men, they left everything they were doing and they went looking. I don't know what they had planned to do. It doesn't say they were going somewhere. Who knows where they were going? And so often we have these plans in our head of where we're going. Well, I got to go over here, and I got to do this, and I got to go to this store, and I got go to do this store, and we get so distracted. You see the wise men, they were no longer distracted. Whatever plans they had in store, I'm going looking. I need to go find Jesus. I need to find him. I need to find him now. I need to drop everything else that I'm doing and I need to find him. The next thing we see in the progression of this story is guess what? They found Jesus. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open for you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And he who knocks, it will be open. You understand me, church? What I'm saying is that when you are searching for Jesus, you will find him. He is making himself. He is available to you. He's available to you this morning. He's available in your finances, in your relationships. In every part of your life, Jesus is available. He is ready. Go looking for him and you will find him. Because the Bible says that you will. Seek and you shall find. Seek and you shall find. The wise men, they were seeking Jesus. So then these next three things that I want to share with you, are what I see as the three steps to adoring him. The three steps to showing this reverence to God. If you look back at that scripture, verse 11, it says, And when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother, and they fell down. Now some of you might not be able to fall down For a myriad of different reasons, health reasons, physical reasons, I get that. But that doesn't stop you from falling down spiritually. Come on, on, guys. It does not stop you from posturing yourself spiritually to say, you know what? I am going to come and adore him. I am going to get on my knees. I am going to, I'll tell you what, church, you ever know what FaceTime is? I got a new definition for FaceTime. I got a new definition for FaceTime, church, right here. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, right here. A posture of submission, a posture of adoration, a posture of reverence, a posture saying, I will worship you with all that I am. You understand when we stand or when we just sit, we stand like this, or we stand like this, or we stand like this, or we sit in the same ways. None of these are postures of adoration. But well, when we stand, and we worship, and when we fall down in front of him, you ever see in a battlefield when somebody comes out surrendering, what are they doing? <laughs> I surrender all. I surrender all. These wise men, however many there were, people, I know there was more than three, okay, however many there were, the historians think there was a bunch, whatever, but they usually didn't travel in groups of three. I'm not getting, I'm, besides the point. What I'm saying is, is they came and they immediately, when they went into the house, when they went into the presence of God, when they said, oh my gosh, this is Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, they fell. They fell down. A posture of adoration, a posture of reverence. We see it time and time again in the Bible, as I said earlier, when, you, when people come into contact with God, they cannot help but to fall down. And you know, in America, we've got a tough guy attitude. I'm too tough, too strong. That's for somebody else to go fall. There's different religions fall down and cry. and No, no, no. The King of Kings, in his presence, I'm telling you, When you seek him with your whole heart, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But when you seek him with your whole heart, you cannot help but to bow down before the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And you cannot help every time you're on FaceTime now. I'm so sorry, I'm messing with everything you do. Every time you're on FaceTime, you're gonna not be able to think about everything but saying, you know what? I gotta get before my Lord and Savior, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. I got a new definition for FaceTime. They fell down. The next thing we see what they did is they fell down, and what did they do? They worshipped. They fell down and they worshipped. They begin to sing out. They begin to posture themselves in an attitude of surrender saying, it is all about you. It is not about me. I cannot do this on my own anymore. It is all about you. I cannot do it on my own. In Luke 2:13 you don't have to turn I'll just read it and says suddenly and suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men suddenly worship when you come into the presence of God we fall down and we worship it is a different posture It is a different posture. It is a posture of adoration. And I'll tell you what, church, you know, we've gotten, I kind of like that the words weren't up there today. I think we got so accustomed and so used to worship being having a band, having music playing. Do you understand the wise men did not have a Spotify playlist on Hillsong Christmas music when they walked into the house? There was no Pandora's playlist, there was no Apple Music, there were no iPhones, there was nobody with a harp playing in the corner. There was nothing, but they still fell down and they worshipped Him. And we've gotten so accustomed to the music, the sound, the lights, you know, smoke and projectors and all this other stuff, and we've lost the sense of reverence towards God. What it truly means to worship Him on our knees, on our faces. Hands up, standing up, worshiping him. A posture of giving and a posture of receiving. Give it all, and I need all that you have. The last thing we see here, worship team, if you want to come back up, we are going to use the worship team, because we can today. You won't have lyrics up there, but you'll know this song. You see what happened at the very end is they gave their most precious belongings. Don't miss this. Don't miss this process of adoration, this reverence towards God. They fell down and they worshiped, but they gave the best that they had. They didn't give the token, well, I got gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but I'm going to throw a little silver in there because, you know, I'm going to hold on to the gold myself. No, 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 no. They gave the best that they had. Church, the Lord is asking you this morning to give everything that you are. Everything that you have. Bringing everything, every relationship, every situation, everything before him at his throne. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and saying, you have my best, you have my worst, you have it all. These wise men gave their very best. When I think of giving our very best, sometimes that feels hard. Sometimes it feels hard. That's just our flesh needing to be broken. Our flesh needing to be broken to say, you know what, I'm not holding on to this any longer. Your kids, your spouse. All these things that we hold so precious and so dear to us. He's actually calling us to give it all to him. He's saying you can't hold on to it any longer. You need to fully surrender every part of your life to me. All of it. Even the best things. Even the things that seemingly are working well. God, God doesn't need to be involved in that. That's working well. No, he says all of it. The gold, the frankincense, the myrrh, all of it. Bring it before him. We're gonna have an opportunity in the next couple minutes to adore him. We're gonna sing that song, O come, let us adore him. It's actually called O Come, all ye faithful. But we're gonna sing that if you guys wanna start kind of playing in the background. This morning, guys, I just want to spend some time in his presence. If you feel like you want to come up here in a posture of complete submission, do it. Lord said, finish this one up a little bit earlier to give some time. Give people time to come up here. I know this is a busy season, but this will be the most important thing that you go do over the next couple days. O come, let us adore him. The King of kings. The Lord of lords. All of it. Father, I ask this morning that every person here Every person in the sound of my voice, whether they're listening online or whether they're physically here, will begin to sense and feel your presence so strongly. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Have your way in this place. Lord, we just want to adore you this season. Father, help us to bring it all to you. Every bit of our lives, every part of our lives, Father, we bring it to you. And Lord, as we sing this song, as we begin to worship, I pray, Father, that the peace and the joy will come upon us like we've never felt before. Father, strengthen us to not worry about what other people think, what other people might say, for we just want to come and adore you this morning. We thank you for it, in your name, amen. Please stand with me as the worship team begins to play. If you feel in your heart that says, you know what, I am tired of trying to do this on my own. I'm tired of trying to strive. I am tired of all these things of the world trying to distract me from the King of kings, from the Lord of lords. And I would encourage you then this morning to come up here to get on your knees, to get some face time with him. If you can't kneel down, that's okay. We'll help you. You can sit at your seat, but do it in an atmosphere and an attitude of surrender to him. We worship you, Lord. I'm going to ask another thing. Those who are up here, you guys can stay up here for a few minutes. That's fine. If you need a miracle in your life this Christmas season, if you need a miracle in your life, financial, physical, spiritual, whatever it is, I want you to slip your hand up right where you are. A miracle in your life. All right, those who see those hands up, gather around them and begin to pray for them right now. Keep your hands up. If you need a miracle, let's just gather around these people and begin to pray for them. Church family, put them up high so we can see.
0: Church, it is such a privilege and an honor to walk amongst you, to to walk amongst you and to pray, to walk amongst each other, to, to turn to one another and pray for one another. There is power. There is power. There
1: is power in love multiplied.
0: Go out from this place. And when you need prayer, say so. Say so. And when you see a need, don't hesitate. Pray.
1: Pray. Ask the stranger in the parking lot Can I pray for you? Can I help you?
0: The world is waiting for Jesus, and he has come. He has come.
1: I just want to give this benediction over us for this Christmas season. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Just be in a posture of receiving this blessing today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Father, we walk out of here with peace that's not understandable by this world. We walk out of here with joy unspeakable for you are so good. And Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for this beautiful season. And Father, no matter what we've done with our time so far, your word says that you will still redeem the time. And so, Father, we ask that you redeem the remainder of this Christmas season. Help us to slow down. Help us to see you. Help us to seek you, to worship you, to fall down before you, and to give everything we have to you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 See you on Tuesday night, 6 p.m., Christmas Eve service. You are dismissed.
0: Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Serratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.